dice out now. Game! Game! Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Checha, I'll be your DM for tonight, and the players with me tonight are Cora. Hi. Richard. Hello. Dia. Hello. And Jan. Hey, did you know that the three artists that the Venga Boys would most like to collaborate with are Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and Madonna? <laughs> wow, I did not know that. Now you know. That is an interesting fact. Yeah. We actually have our first uh, gift from a listener. Which is from uh, Susan Shapes, a uh, friend of the show. And she has provided some beautiful sparkly pink, white and blue uh, dice and some green tea and some essential oils. And so today I'm going to be drinking Tea Forte's uh, Hanami blend, which is a joyous pairing of tart organic cherries, flowers and green tea. So there you go. Thank you very much. Lovely. Super on brand. Thank you for the gift. It's delicious. It is. I'm drinking a Maibok, a Czech Maibok. It's also pretty good. It was not a gift, though. Actually, no, it was. It was not a show gift, though. My brother got it for my birthday. Oh, nice. And I'm drinking just plain water because hydration is important. I'm drinking Fever Tree Ginger Beer, which is the best ginger beer. Yeah, so in the time since we played last, I've started a new job and... There's been a lot of information flowing in from all sides and it's been really hard to keep track of what happened and what really happened and what didn't happen. So can someone remind me what actually happened the last time we played? Right. Dawn returned to Matthias Tavern to discover it's full of farm animals. Daniel was passed out, slumped over a table with a goat chewing on his hair. Dawn headed up towards a, a room but was set upon by chickens. He clawed at the chicken who proceeded to turn into a naked halfling. He went upstairs and broke into one of the rooms and went to sleep. He woke up early and headed downstairs. Daniel was still passed out, but his clothes were much more tattered. Dawn uh, left a note for the bartender and Daniel to say we'd be back around midday. The rest of the party were woken up early by cockerels. Abram invited us for breakfast. We had eggs and bread. Abram's daughters came to join us. The younger one, Amelia, was entranced by Darren, who used prestidigitation to change his eyes to different colours. The older daughter, Adela, uh, was quiet until we started to ask questions. She told us that she was not with her brother that day, but he told her that he found a building in the woods. She hasn't been there, but gave us directions. She then left the room to get the brick he'd found there. Darren continued to entertain the young girl, and Kasni made her a horse out of ice. She was fascinated by Kasni's appearance, and Darren got jealous that she was paying attention to him. So he used prestidigitation to make Kasni's hair muddy. Uh, he then cast Mirror Image. Kasni followed suit. The room became full of Kasni's and Darren's. Oh, that's a dream. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, of course. Who wouldn't want that? Kasni used Create Water and Shape Water to clean himself and sent the dirty water at Darren. It hit a clone, which was immediately destroyed, and splashed on Abram. Dawn arrived and showed off by becoming glittery. As Kasni cleaned Abram off, Dawn tied Darren and Kasni's shoelaces together with mage hand. 
Adela returned with the brick, and Dawn noticed it had a symbol that resembles Decla's tattoo for the Temple of the Sun. Kasni made the ice horse melt and jump into a bucket, and Amelia got sad. Kasni tried to get up, and he and Darren fell over. Dawn used minor illusion to swap their faces. Adela was amused. Uh, Dawn explained what he saw at the tavern, and Kasni slipped a wooden bracelet into Amelia's pocket. Then they leave. Decla uses her orb of direction to look for the building. As we search, Dawn gets his jacket caught on a branch, and it ripped. Kasni used mending to fix it. Dawn became concerned for his clothing and carried the jacket to keep it safe. We continued on for some time. The woods got very quiet, and we all got this weird feeling of being watched. Dawn noticed dolls hanging from the trees that seemed magical. Kasni realised they were to mark out an area. We walked around the fetishes and followed the river until we found the building. A squat, domed building, built of white stone and covered in vines. It had a wall around it and a garden-slash-courtyard. So that was what happened? Uh, yeah. Many, many pointless things. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of shenanigans. Uh, yes. Yes, hopefully it was enjoyable to listen to, because I don't know that it made the story move. But hey, it's, <laughs> you know, character um, gross. <laughs> What's the opposite of growth? <laughs> Stunting. Total regression. Yes, character regression. Well done. Yes, it was a lot of character regression. We were all becoming children. <laughs> uh, except Eckler, of course, who remained mature throughout, as always. Probably stoically uh, nonplussed by your ridiculous antics. <laughs> <laughs> was there any eye rolling involved? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> That's a cantrip. <laughs> <laughs> Express disdain is a cantrip. <laughs> So, you guys, you near the temple. Yeah, it's a three-story building, and you actually see uh, around the second and third floors are walkways. On the second floor, it seems to be railed shut, and the third floor is just sort of open to the elements. So Wait, so there's no roof? Yeah, there's a there's a domed roof. Right, right. so it's a, is it like broken or something, or...? No, it's it seems because it just said it's open to the elements, or did I misunderstand something? The third level walkway is open. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it, um, as you step through the gate in the fence, you enter a courtyard, and there's an overgrown path leading up to the entrance, past a shallow pool filled with stagnant water, thick briars full of thorns, making it difficult to st- uh, actually move around the path. So. Okay, back to you. What do you do? Taking extra care to avoid the brambles, because um, I've already had one coat ruined by this little gallivant. <laughs> hey, I fixed that. Yes, but it's... You didn't heal the hurt inside. <laughs> uh, is the door ahead of us shut, or is it broken in? Uh, it's shut. Okay. Dawn looks back at his companion and says, um, Exploring old ruins like this, don't go off alone. Great. It's also worth considering the fact that Boy might have set off some sort of trap. uh, The injury was on his hands, so things like door handles or anything you might put your hands on or uh, pick up, you should uh, be very wary of that sort of thing. Darren, while you are saying all this, is already walking through the brambles and currently trying to open the front door. Okay. If you get poisoned, don't... uh... Come crying to me. Don't just sighs at the amateur. As you pass the shallow pool of water, 
suddenly a giant snake springs out and attacks you. <laughs> what? Wait, seriously? Yeah, and uh, it rolled a net 20 to uh, surprise attack. Don't. Oh, no! <laughs> Don't do me like this! So was was that like an attack roll? Like, because obviously that hits my AC, AC if that's what that roll was. Yep. Um, Are we going to have to cut him out of a snake's stomach? <laughs> hey, uh, Jan. Uh-huh? J- just for me knowing, um, what's your hit point situation? 20. Okay, you're not immediately dead, um, because I rolled the max damage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, dear. What is it? it? It's a 12. That's not too bad. No, it's not too bad. Like, it's a, it's a D6, but, you know, since it's a nat 20... Um, yeah, uh, can you describe what happens exactly? <laughs> yeah, as, as the other three are talking about how you have to be careful approaching an old ruin, you just sort of gallivant past up to the door and you as you pass this stagnant pool of water suddenly you hear a loud splash and before you have time to turn around you feel you feel a sharp stabbing pain in your butt ouchie i'm into it (laughs) it's a large and it's heavy and it's hanging off your butt it hurts real bad and uh, you're gonna have trouble walking (laughs) okay so everybody roll me roll me initiative I got a six. <laughs> that snake's just dragging you down. 23. 21. I have a total of eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dawn, you're first. You just see uh, Darren walking off and a giant snake just sort of uh, latching onto him. This happens midway through Dawn standing there with sort of a raised hand and going, It could be... Ugh. And he draws his swords and attacks the snake. Just hear a scream. And <laughs> it's within running distance, so don't worry about that. Can I a do a cold shot? Is that a thing in this? It is, but you get you get several minuses, or maybe it's a disadvantage. Okay, yeah, I'll take that action. Um, I would like to do a cold shot to the nape of the snake's neck uh, to sever the spinal cord. Go for it. Um, so the first roll is thirteen plus five, which is seventeen. Oh no, it's eighteen. Sorry. And the second one is 17, so I take the lowest one. Yeah, 17. Okay, 17 is the total to attack then. Yeah, it does double damage. Okay, roll me, uh, roll damage. You hit. I take it that the plus is from the finesse is still just single though, so it's still plus 5, not plus 10. Yeah. 3 and 5 is 8, plus 5 is 13 points of damage. Okay, you do 13 points of damage to the snake. Yeah, it sort of uh, sort of wriggles under the hit and uh, coils away from your sword. To wrap itself around Darren's leg. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Okay, next up is Cassney. Uh, I actually think I'm going to use that terrible spell again. I'm, I'm going to toll the dead it because I won't feel bad about it because it's a snake. <laughs> okay. So that's just a, a regular... Uh... Oh, natural 20! Yay! Hey. Oh yeah, set, setting off spells in a uh, ancient religious area. Great idea. Yeah, it's a necromantic one as well, so you know it could be sacrilegious. Yeah, right, well so D12 if the target is missing hit points, which it is. So I got I roll a D12. Uh, you roll, you do two lots of rolls, don't you, when it's um, crit? Yes? Yeah. Uh, actually, the way I'm doing crits is like sometimes, you know, if you just double the damage and then you roll poorly or, you know, if you roll two and you roll poorly, it's sort of underwhelming. So what I'm doing is 
Max damage plus roll. Oh, cool. So that's a d12. So max damage being 12 plus a 7. So 19 from a cantrip. <laughs> that is not bad. And like Sometimes dice gods are, you know, there on your side. They're rarely on Decla's side, though, it seems. <laughs> oh, new dice. Yes, the new dice. The new dice are a precious gift and therefore must be luckier. Oh, well, I, I hope so. Although I did roll rather poorly on initiative already, so maybe not. Maybe it's me that's cursed. Yeah, I felt like that for the longest while. One of my characters never rolled well. So yeah, uh, do you run up or do you like do that from where you're standing or how? I mean, it's got a range of 60 feet, so I'm going to stay back. You're going to stay where you are. So yeah, you see you see Giant Snake attack there and Dawn jumps in and slashes at it. You cast your spell and a giant dong <laughs> sounds <laughs> through the courtyard. And you just see Snake shiver a little. And then... It starts to uh, circle circle itself around there and then there, and it's getting tighter. It's getting hard to breathe. Hmm. There's a 16 hit. It does. My AC is very bad. Sorcerer. Yeah, um, you feel your ribs crush and something punctures your lung and uh, your lungs are swelling with uh, blood and you fall prone and uh, you are out of the fight. How much damage did I take? 13. Third? Okay. <laughs> it's a big fucking snake! <laughs> Dekla, your turn. Yes. Is there enough room for me to get up there with all these people around us? Yeah. Okay. Then I will run up, run on up, and I will shout, There no! And you regain uh, 1d4 plus 2. Does that do anything when I'm unconscious? Yeah. It doesn't do anything if you're dead, but you're not dead. You're not dead, you're just out. I'm at zero, right? I'm not like, like minus something? No, no, you're at zero. Yeah, fifth edition didn't have negative damage. How much do I get? You get four hit points. Wasn't it plus something, or when did I miss you? Total of four. I rolled... Uh, uh, oh, you roll. okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, alright, okay. I mean, maybe I shouldn't roll because of my dice, but I've done it now. You hear these awful sounds as Darren gets crushed to almost death and he looks like he's not gonna make it he looks like he's he's a goner but then Decla runs in to save the day and weakly very weakly Darren um, opens his eyes but I guess he's still prone right he's still prone the snake is still on you okay so right now he's just like you see that he's like barely conscious but he's just like lying there weakly trying to move his limbs but failing <laughs> And making very bad, ugly sounding noises that I'm not going to replicate right now. <laughs> am I am I next to both Darren and the snake? Yeah, snake is literally on him. If you're next to Darren, you're next to the snake. Well, I would like to be next to both of them. Is is, is all? And um, okay, and I would like to uh, whack the snake with my staff. Okay, it was the healing thing a bonus action or? It's a bonus action. Yeah. Okay, then whack the snake. Ah, oh, God's sake, my dice. Uh, does a nine hit? Nine, no, sorry. Okay, uh, yeah, that's all I can do. I've already used my bonus action. I plunge my uh, my staff into the dirt. <laughs> do, do you hit Darren instead? <laughs> you try to hit down, but Darren is wriggling and uh, rolls out of the way. Stupid, sexy half elf. So, Darren, your turn. Okay, I wonder, like, 
Since I'm still grappled, like if I were to cast Mirror Image, because I still have one spell slot left, that would be weird, right? Because like the snake is literally grappling the original Darren, so... Yeah, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, right? Yeah. I'm just wondering if I should just cast Shield and boost my AC and save my hide, or if I should attack the fucking Shield snake. is a reaction. Attack. Attack. Oh yeah, Shield is a reaction. You could have done it when it hit you. It wouldn't have done anything, but I guess... Yeah, I mean, it was a natural 20. <laughs> Shit, I didn't know it was a reaction. There's no real point in raising your AC when it has you grappled. That's a good point. Uh, do you have mage armor? I don't, know. I was thinking about taking it, but I decided against it. Yeah, it's one of those ones that I always thought wasn't as useful as it was until I remembered that it lasts for eight hours. It's not bad, but just in the early levels you have so few spell slots that... Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna cast Magic Missile. Okay, go for it. I don't... R oh, I roll damage. I roll... Uh, 3d4 plus 3. That's pretty mediocre. Uh, that's 3, that's 6, that's 7 plus 3, that's 10 damage. Yeah, so 3 lights float from you and circle back and hit the snake. And the snake shivers a little bit and uh, can't really do much right now because it's not its turn. So, Dawn, your turn, what do you do? Is the head free and what's the ground underneath us head of the snake yeah is it still attached to darren's bum <laughs> yeah or is it like flapping around it's not like flapping around but like it's not attached to anything as of right now um the ground is sort of um woodland mulch okay so it's not paving slabs basically no it's kind of overgrown and there are some old stones but it's mostly forest residue that that's fine what dawn would like to do is either stab the snake and pin it to the ground or if that doesn't work put both swords across it in an x pattern above it so it's pinned to the ground yeah that's gonna be extremely difficult to do uh what would it be to pin its head to the ground or like somewhere close to it i think that would be a grapple check of your own yeah it would be a grapple check but like grapple check but with decks okay uh, yeah, I'll do that happily. You don't get proficiency, but yeah. So it'd be a plus five instead of a plus seven. Yes. Okay. God damn. Your, your stats are so fucking ridiculous. Come on. <laughs> I rolled a 13, so plus... Oh, it's 18 again. Uh, it, that's uh, a contested roll against its athletics or acrobatics. Uh-huh, okay. It's page uh, 195. Oh, nice. It's rolled a 15, so... Nine. Uh, okay, it's pinned to the ground under two cross swords. Okay, and I'm gonna say that uh, that doesn't actually do it any harm. Uh, no, it's mostly to stop it getting away. Yeah, and if it's pinned, it can't bite anyone. Yes. Yeah, and I'm gonna say that's your whole round action, so... That's fine. Cassney, it's your turn. Uh, Dawn just pinned the snake to the ground, scissor style. So I will cast... Healing word at level one on Darren. Okay. Uh, so he gets 1d4 plus four. And I never remember... I do the roll, don't I? Yeah. All right, so that's three plus four, so seven. Okay. Right. Up to uh, 11 now. Then I use Toll the Dead again because I can do a cantrip that is an action. So... Whoa! I like this die. It's rolling well. It rolled a 19 plus 5, I think, which is my, my uh, 
Don't I have to roll something? To... Uh, oh, no, it is. I did this last time and I rolled a 20 to, to hit, but I didn't. It said, it's, you must have a wet. You do. You need to do a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, we did this wrong. Oops. Oops. <laughs> okay, well, too late now. I mean, we're we're gonna do. We're gonna acknowledge our mistake, and we're gonna learn from it, and we're gonna do it differently from now on. Does it count for this round, or do you like? No, now that I caught it, I'm I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll a wisdom, but I'm not gonna retcon the last one. That's what I'm saying. So my wisdom saving throw. Yes. Okay. So roll. You you need to roll a fourteen or higher because my save. Mm-hmm. My save is fourteen. Yeah. No, it's a fifteen. I'm sorry. Darn. Okay. Never mind, and it's a cantrip, so you don't do any. It doesn't do any damage. All right, okay. The loud dong still hits, but this time the snake doesn't seem to shiver as much. Doesn't even seems to be too preoccupied with the. Ah, fair enough. There's a lot going on for it right now. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, in fact, it's the snake's turn, and it's gonna try to. It's gonna let go of Darren, and it's gonna try to uh, get out of the uh, sword trap. I dare it to try and attack me again. Can't. And it's not gonna get out of the sword trap. No, it tries to wriggle around, but it it can't find an angle in which to uh, extract itself from the sharp blades without harming itself. So nice, nice, Decla, it's your turn. Okay, I'm gonna do another quarter staff attack. I'm just gonna whack on top of the pile of stuff um, and <laughs> see what I can do. Since it's pinned, I'll say you have uh, you have advantage. Ooh, excellent. It's quite like the idea of Decla whacking the swords slowly down onto it. <laughs> true, true. We'll see how the roll turns out. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Um, we have a 10 and a 15. Both of those hit. Well, does a 15 hit? 15 hits. Excellent. Excellent. Roll damage. Or Decla. Okay, that is a three, three points of damage. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I and uh, I will use a, a bonus action to do my uh, unarmed strike. Okay. Do I also get advantage on this? Yeah. Okay. Because it's still pinned. Yeah. This one is a 40. Also hits. Excellent. Okay. It takes three points of damage. <laughs> I just whack it, like, once with my quarter staff, and then I just kick it with my with my foot. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't have much much force behind it. So, yeah. yeah, you're still kind of shocked by uh, Darren almost dying, so yeah, it's kind of difficult to put everything your everything into it. I'm not a devotee of St. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's now Darren's turn. All right. You're still prone on the ground, but the snake has let go of you. All right, I uh, do want to use my movement to stand up. Okay, uh, you use half movement to stand up, so... Right, right. Um, if you want to run away... I will move a bit to the back. I will use the rest of my movement to just mm-hmm. yeah get out of uh, out of the way. And then I will just cast Magic Missile again! Yeah! That's a cantrip, isn't it? No, it's a level one. It's a level one. Oh, okay. I mean, it's the best damage spell I have right now. Yeah, okay. Roll. Roll damage. That was pretty bad. (laughs) Fuck. I hate these dice. I hate d4. They never work out for me. That is one, two, five, uh, eight damage. Tell me, how do you you demolish the snake? Ooh. (laughs) Well, how do I demolish the snake? I will tell you. So, look, let's just go back a second, right? Let's just go back. 
to, to the last round. You know, I was lying there, I was prone, I was in a lot of pain, and uh, with the very few hit points that I had left, I pushed my, my hand directly into the snake's face and shot the three glowing darts out of my hand, being sure that that would absolutely, definitely kill the snake. But it didn't. It, it definitely left, left its marks. I, I can see that the snake is not looking good, but for some reason didn't kill it. And I, I thought, shit, I thought this was how I was going to save myself, but guess I'm just going to die. But then, of course, my friends came to the rescue, and I see the snake getting pinned to the ground. And I see the, the spots where I hit it the last time in its face. I can see it just how, how damaged the snake is. And I think to myself, if I just hit it right there, right now, again... I will kill the snake. So Darren concentrates, he aims for the snake, and three darts go directly into its eyes, and the whole face of the snake just starts glowing, and you hear like a weird fizzling sound as the darts do their thing inside of the snake's head, and the snake just falls to the ground and is uh, slightly smoking from its eyes. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens. Congratulations, you just killed a snake. Yay. <laughs> anyway, Darren, upon having killed that snake, he's, um, for a brief moment... Yeah, hey, Darren. Yeah. Can you roll me, like, a d20 or something? Of course. Poisoned? Yeah, am I gonna get poisoned? <laughs> oh, that's a net 20. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Can you roll me a d100? I don't have one of those. Can you roll me two d10s? Uh, oh, right, I forgot that that's how it yes. works. <laughs> It doesn't come up very often in D&D. It's uh, 46. Okay, as you're sitting there, staring at the snake, looking at what you've done, you feel yourself rising up from the ground. Uh, is this a wild magic thing? I should have picked up on that. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, of course. Okay, so here's what happens. Darren, upon having killed that snake, for a brief moment, he, he looks very happy with himself and very accomplished. Then he's like, holy shit, I just almost died. And that has never happened to him before. And as soon as he realizes that, he starts levitating. Then he just starts shaking. So basically you just see a person levitating off the ground and shaking violently, which is a very strange look. And Darren is not looking great. He has no idea what the fuck is happening. He's just like... He's not even saying anything. He's just like in the air and shaking and looking mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. What do the rest of you do? When this happens, you see Darren... Declan is just standing there, like, mouth open, like, what on earth is happening? Okay. Got a like, flying half off on our hands. Dawn just stares at this and goes, I am really starting to hate this wild magic thing. It happened for the first time. <laughs> this is literally the first time it happened. It hasn't happened before. Yeah. No, we've seen it. We've seen it happen before in the tavern. Yeah, but we didn't know it was wild magic. Yeah. Ah, didn't we? I thought we established that it was. I think we did that out of character, or at least after. Yeah, metagaming, I told you, because... Ah, okay, my I bad. Um, but for, for you, you probably thought it was like, uh, I think you mentioned it was like, is it a getaway thing? or? Darren probably has some idea what's going on, because I imagine this isn't the first time this has happened to him. Probably not. But like, he doesn't know really what it is, so he's still like, kind of freaking out. Uh, scrap that, Dawn wouldn't say that then, sorry. Uh, he would just look at him and says... Could you get down? Uh, I, I... I don't know. Are you gonna blow away? I... I don't... I don't think so. Does anyone have something to drink? 
Does anyone? I mean, I have I have a bottle of wine on my character sheet, but I don't know if I still have that. Decla would offer you some water because she's completely oblivious. Uh, Dawn's probably got some sort of alcohol stashed away somewhere uh, in a flask. Uh, he takes it out and chucks it up to Darren. How high is Darren? How high is Darren? Probably a few feet. I would say like ten feet. Ten feet? Okay. So like three meters. That's like a story. <laughs> Let's say like six, like six feet. I, I, I forgot how much a feet is, a foot is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely unconscionable that uh, your feet are at Dawn's eye level. So he uh, immediately jumps up onto the edge of the uh, pool. I'm pretty sure that Kasni can walk straight under your feet without hitting them. Yeah, just barely, though. And goes, Darren, what is going on? This, stuff like this happens sometimes. I can't really, I can't really control it. Does it go away? It usually does. How long does that take? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Dawn sort of sighs and just goes, so that thing I was talking about when I said earlier about being careful. What have we learned? I... Can you... Please. I, I don't... I don't I'm, I'm not okay. Kasni goes over to Darren and grabs his ankle and tries to pull him down. Yeah, you probably would manage. Does it go away when your feet hit the floor? Let's just say it does for a second. If not, Kasni's going to hold on to your ankle and carry you around like a helium balloon. Let's just say that you kind of managed to get me down, but I'm feeling very unstable on my feet and, like... I start floating up again, but then just kind of... I just grab you. myself, but I don't really... I just don't have great control over it. But I'm not, like, ten feet up in the air anymore. Okay, I just sort of, like... I pull you down to the ground, and then I just rest my hand on your shoulder just to try and, like, <laughs> keep a, keep you from, like, drifting off. Okay. And once you're inside the building, it shouldn't be too much of a problem, aside from the fact that you might bump your head. Yeah, I mean, I could tie a rope around you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, please, please don't tie anything around me. My ribs hurt so bad. Oh yeah, sorry. Please, does 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 I I really need a drink? Kasni, can you? He still looks pretty bad. I mean, I can. Out of character, what Darren needs is alcohol and not healing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's what he thinks. I mean, he could use healing as well, but Dawn's offered him his flask. Wait, you did? I thought you didn't give it to me. I thought you did like a thing where you were chiding me for not being careful enough but not giving me the alcohol. <laughs> oh, no, 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 he gave you the alcohol at the end, but he was certainly chiding you. Oh, okay. Okay, well, in that case, I, I am just downing that without regard of leaving anything for you. I'm just drinking all of it. <laughs> I'm sure it's relatively fancy as well. You're probably disappointed with the way that he's not appreciating your drink. It is quite fancy. Yeah, uh, so that flask's en- empty. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Thank you, and I hand it back to you. Yes, quite. And it disappears back inside his coat. So this um this adventuring thing, huh? That can actually be uh quite dangerous. Yo, really? Well, you survived your main lesson. I'm sure you won't repeat it in the future. Exciting, though, isn't it? Why don't I stay in in the back for for an hour and? Uh... <sighs> okay. Okay. I. All right. All right. Let's just all calm down a bit. I just almost died. Okay. Okay. Let's go on. Let's go on then. All right. Try to be a bit more careful, please. I, I will. Dawn steps forward and uh, goes up to the door. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a large stone door made of the same whitish stone, and emblazoned on it is a large symbol of the sun. Does it appear to have any like a doorknob or a handle? 
of some sort. Um, yeah, there's a, like an iron ring that sores, serves as a handle. Hey, uh, Dawn's gonna check it for traps. Yeah, I'll go make up um, investigation. I assume this symbol is the same as my one as well. Yes, it is. My investigation is 22 in total. Yeah, you do see there's a poison needle trap and it gets triggered when someone lifts the iron ring, but it, it's been triggered already. Well, I think we found what did for young Doman here. Come, have a look at this. And uh, Dawn takes the point of his sword. You rolled high enough that you actually find a needle on the floor and it's uh, smeared in like viscous grey-green substance and it's like real gross and... Would it help to have a sample of this? I don't know. Exactly what I was thinking. Dawn looks at Cassie and goes, have you got like a um, small strip of leather or something like that? I could put it in this cup, but I use that to drink out of... I wouldn't recommend that. No. Um, I have a mess kit. You can just stick it in one of my cups. We were just discussing the how it would probably be not ideal to have it in a cup. We can just not... I don't care about it. Yeah, we can just destroy the cup afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a full mess kit. I've got, like, lots of stuff. Dawn nods at Deckler's suggestion and goes, That sounds good to me. I, I trust you to make sure that you don't serve us uh, any tea from it. No, I, I wouldn't worry about it. I use a special teacup. Is there only one needle? Yeah. Okay. Alright then. I still think we should investigate this place. Of course we're going to investigate it, dear Declan. We didn't come all this way for nothing. No, but we kind of did come all this way to find out what happened. And now we know. But, but, but look at it. No one's been here for... Ages! Who knows what we could find? Yeah, I mean, this place is clearly connected to the Temple of the Sun, and I've never heard of it, so I definitely want to see what's inside. Kasni, Darren, up for a little adventure? I, um, yes. Excellent. What does the sun symbol look like? It looks like a stylized uh, depiction of of the sun. It has um, kind of the... Wavy uh, sun ray depiction you get sometimes, and a couple of like small triangles uh, with it as well. Um, and it has a spiral in the center of the of the sun. Oh, cool! Perfect. Yeah, and actually, as you're uh, standing right in front of the door, you see you see something etched above the symbol. It's in common, and it says, "Danger, entry forbidden. The sun will set upon the golden age." Yes. Dawn looks at Decla and says, Do you know any of anything about this? You can roll your religion. Okay. Uh, my religion from another continent. Uh, 15 plus 3 is 18. Well, I mean, technically, like, Dawn, you, you study stuff like this. Like, you study archaeology, so you might have come across this. Not fair. Um, 18 for me. Decla? Uh, I rolled a 16 plus 1. So. Yeah, Sun said there is something about... Like, sun will set. Yeah, there is something, but eh, you can't really place it. Don't... you have no idea. I remember this kind of vaguely, but I, I don't know... I, I don't I don't know what it means. Is it a prophecy of your order, or something like that? Well, I kind of missed a lot of the later teachings. I see. Well, you are the resident member of the Order of the Sun. I feel like it should be your call to if we investigate this. But I really hope you say yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I, I still have an unbridled curiosity about this place. Whatever it is. 
Dawn will lift the handle uh, with the tip of his sword to make sure the trap doesn't reload and spring again. Yeah, it doesn't. And then he'll turn the handle and open the door and make sort of a bowing gesture to Decla. Well, it's locked. <laughs> <sighs> but if you look, the lock is kind of rusted and you think it just needs a little push. I give it a little push. Roll, roll, me, roll me a strength check. I'll, I'll, I'll help with this. Okay, you get advantage. Um, 18 and 18. Really? Really dice? Yeah, the door opens. The lock is old and it's rusted and you push on the door and you, the door opens in fr- front of you and you stumble inside. Dawn does not stumble. <laughs> I will make a dex check to make sure he doesn't. One sec. Oh, four. Oh dear. Four plus uh, seven. 11. Dawn stumbles into a large, dusty entrance hall. A wooden staircase with a polished banister curves upwards around the room. In the gloom of the ceiling above the center of the room is a golden chandelier that glints in the dim light filtering in from outside. Passages lead from the chamber to the north, east, and west. Uh, and you stumbled in. The rest of you, what are you doing? I am following. I will stay behind, um, but yeah, I will follow. Mm-hmm. You keep to the back. Cassney. I will allow... People to go ahead of me, but uh, oh yeah, I'll probably I'll probably stick somewhere in the middle. So Darren's in the most vulnerable place. Okay. Oh, actually, that's a good point. Okay, fair enough. Cassie takes the rear to protect the useless idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The one that nearly got himself killed through uh, through carelessness. <laughs> okay. Um, can all of you please roll me a perception check? Natural twenty. God damn it, I see everything. Eight. Six. I did bad, I got a five. Wait, a six, a six. <laughs> okay, a six. So yeah, you all wander into the chamber, Dawn leading the way, when all of a sudden, Dawn just stops, dead in his tracks, extends his hands out to keep all the idiots to, uh, to stop. There's like a cartoonish thing where we all run into each other. <laughs> Yep. yep. Dawn, there's a circular area in the center of the room, directly beneath the chandelier that's not covered by dust. Uh, Dawn just goes, hold up! And sort of digs his heel in. Does it look like a pit? Uh, it looks like the floor. Hmm. Dawn points this out to everybody. There's no dust, did you say? Churcher? Mm-mm. No, the, the entire room is covered in dust except for that 10-foot circular area. So... Three meters circular area. And there's no dust here, which means something either moves or something clears it. Is it okay if I just chuck one of the darts in that door? I'm going to use a stone, but go ahead, yeah. Alright. Uh, yeah, I'll chuck one of my darts. Yeah, it falls right through the floor. Whoa. Did you see that? Dawn looks up at the chandelier mm-hmm. and then down on the floor again. Mm-hmm. As you look up at the chandelier... You see at the top of the stairs. You can see the top of the stairs and there's someone standing there. Doesn't seem to move. Dawn immediately moves into some sort of cover. Like he'll put the part of the banister between him and the looking figure. Mm -hmm. He sort of like hisses to everybody else. Up there. And he sort of gestures towards the top of the stairs. Also, this temple is very dark, so... I have dark sight. Yeah, most of most of you have dark vision, but... I don't, but I have a ring of light. Right now the door is open, so, you know, there's some light... Eh, a bit of light, because it's a thick forest. But there's a bit of light filtering through the 
through the front door. Otherwise, this place is dark. Hmm. What have you seen? Dawn is gesturing to the figure that's standing at the top of the stairs. Can, can we make anything else out? Uh, are they moving at all? Um, roll me perception. Uh, 14. It seems to be a person. They're dressed in flowing white robes. And, like, they're just standing there. They're not moving. Like, it's not like statue not moving, but just standing in their place. Um, are there any candles or, like, um, torches in brackets on the wall? Presumably unlit ones, but... Not really. No. Okay. I mean, there's the chandelier. You're thinking that this... It, the chandelier is lit or not lit? No, it's not lit. Has it got candles on it? No. Okay. Prestigitation to light up all the candles will not work, then. <laughs> I'm going to call out to the stranger, because they've clearly seen us, and say, Hello! I'm from the Mountain Temple. No response. Dawn creeps closer. Mm-hmm. How much closer? Um, close enough to be able to get a good look at them. Okay, how close is that? Uh, well, he's got dark sight, so he can see fine. Okay. You can't see colour, but other than that. Yeah, that's true. So, like, halfway up the stairs? Is the, is the figure just standing there looking at us? Yeah, just standing. Can I see their face? I'm going to follow you because I want to like, be able to protect you. Aww. Yeah, you can. Is it an alive face? Is it a statue? Is it a mask? Is it, like, a desiccated husk? It looks human. It looks half-elvish, to be exact. But their eyes are sort of glowing. They're that sort of white glow to their eyes. He does. It's a man. Dawn mutters to Deckler behind him as he sort of crouched slightly watching this. He's clearly very unhappy about uh, this individual. And he's muttering to Deckler, Do your eyes do that? No. Really have no idea what's going on here. Well, he hasn't attacked us yet. Dawn sort of straightens out of the uh, sort of half-sneak, half-fighting crouch he's been in and goes closer and sort of like, does that thing where you wave your hand in front of his face? Yeah, and as you as you step closer, the person turns around and walks away. Dawn looks over at Deckler again and goes, You're seeing this too, right? Yeah, it's very unsettling. Dawn posts his head over the end of the stairway and goes, Guys, do you want to come up? Coming. I will, I will make sure that Darren's going up before I go up, because I've decided that he can't look after himself, so... <laughs> By now, Darren has uh, regained a bit of his uh, composure. That's a word, right? Yeah. Out of character, how, like, injured are you? Because I'm, I'm not planning on healing you, I just kind of want to know how injured you look. Darren is, is alright for now. He has uh, 11 out of 20, so he's uh, looking still kind of rough, but not too bad. But he was like more shaken mentally when when he the whole levitate thing was going on than physically. Um, but now he's yeah he's still like being very wary, but he's uh, doing a bit better. But he's still like kind of shaken. In a lot of ways, I think Cassie's pleased to see him being a little more cautious. <laughs> Cassie p- can be reckless himself at times, but uh, we'd literally we were in the middle of a discussion about the uh, need for caution when you just ploughed straight towards the door so right okay so right we're all at the top of the stairs now the mysterious half elf has wandered off and as you reach the top of the stairs from a nearby room the half elf walks back out this time with a few friends and as they see you they take off in a sprint towards you oh shit and that's where we're gonna end it for today
Dice Out Now Game is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Our intro and outro music is Bells by Fake Cats Project. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dice Out Now Game on Twitter, where you will also find links to our personal accounts. If you can, please rate and review our podcast, and tell your friends about us. Now. Game! Game!